Building an online coaching company by leveraging your personality, eliminating the need for certainty, and not just overcoming limiting beliefs in ourselves, but helping others overcome theirs as well. Welcome to episode 44 with the founder of Your Virtual Upline and the Legacy Leadership Academy, Bob Heilig. You are listening to Len Jones Party of Two, where experts and influencers speak honestly and openly about their keys to success. Sponsored by TrueFace.ai, where your face is the key. For more information on TrueFace, please contact your host at ian at TrueFace.ai. Now, pay close attention, because you're going to learn today. What up, party people? Happy Sunday. It is a fantastic day out here in Santa Monica, California. And you know what? We're living the dream. And you got to tell yourself that every single day. Someone says, how you doing? You tell them, living the dream. Because thoughts are things. And before you know it, you're going to wake up feeling like straight up Superman. So this is a fantastic week. We've been implementing smoothies every morning. Feeling good. Looking good. Feeling healthy. Trying to just get the body moving every single day. Making a plan and doing something different. You know, it's so interesting that when we make a plan everything just seems to move so much better. It's amazing what a plan does to just our lives. It's like, if you're not on a plan, whether it be a financial plan, whether it be a business plan, whether it be a health plan, then you're just lost and you feel helpless and you don't know what the hell is going on. You need a plan. And if you're not on a plan, this podcast is going to help you get on a plan. And I'm so stoked for today's episode. We got Bob Heilig on the podcast. Like Bob Heilig, the man. I call him the white Morgan Freeman because everything he says is just so wise, so purposeful. He just absolutely crushes it. Bob and I used to work in a business together and where he's at now is just absolutely incredible. The amount of lives he's changed, it just makes me realize and everyone that's going to listen that it is so possible to go not just not just take baby steps on your dreams, but to go straight to the freaking galactics. That's what Bob Heilig did. Bob is the founder of the Your Virtual Upline podcast, which is probably without doubt, if not the top three, the largest, most valuable network marketing podcast out there. If you're a network marketer and you're looking to build a business online, build your brand, the Your Virtual Upline is just incredible. On top of that, Bob's founded the Legacy Leadership Academy, which is a fantastic online academy that's changed so many lives, and he talks about it on this podcast. Bob speaks on the biggest stages, whether it be real estate, network marketing, or just online marketing. He is a wealth of information, and he just speaks straight from the soul like when you listen to him you're like oh damn i can do this too and i think that his words in this podcast will change everything about how you think about your current business bob speaks about how to leverage your personality to build an online coaching company which in 2019 is a fantastic idea he discusses how we need to eliminate the need for certainty in our lives and be able to implement this philosophy which i love b minus work changes lives I found it particularly interesting how he talked about the different mastermind groups he's been a part of and how it's been an absolute game changer, just surrounding yourself with really successful people. And so this is one you're going to want to run back and back and back. Probably one of our greatest episodes today. I am so excited. And without further ado, let's jump into it. And we're live. Bob Heilig. The legend. Ooh. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm excited to be here. Dude, wow. Holy smokes. Your journey the past year, two years, three years has been insane. And I think I've kind of had a front row seat to it all. 
For most of it, yeah. There was a time I called you my upline in one of my businesses. <laughs> for a brief, a brief little moment in time. Yeah, we crushed it for that brief moment. We were slaying it. Yes, we did. And yes, then, did. you know, you decided to stop playing small and you learned and discovered online video. I believe Periscope was your initial uh, entrance into online marketing. And then the voice of Bob, which is basically like the white Morgan Freeman, just came to life. <laughs> I've gotten the white Oprah a couple of times. I've never gotten the white Morgan Freeman. So, I mean, either, in, I think in either case, I'd have to be hugely flattered. So, it's all good. <laughs> so, I mean, dude, your acceleration has been insane. I remember when you did a video when you first put out one of your first courses online. Um, I, I, I'm sure you'll, you'll get into kind of the story of Bob for the people that don't know Bob already. Um, but I remember you had this video where you were pretty much in tears and you, you, you opened up this course and I think you sold like a quarter million dollars in, in a weekend. And you could just see on your face just the, the look of pure, just you were so grateful and happy. And I've never seen you that happy just to have helped so many people. So, man, I would love to kind of like have you just kind of start off sharing, you know, that intro journey, maybe a little bit about your network marketing background and then how it led into becoming this the online trainer that is Bob Heilig hosting events, flying everywhere, like a straight boss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I'll give you the, obviously the, the abridged version, but I spent uh, after a 10 year career in medical sales, I uh, was introduced to the network marketing profession. And um, I've always been somebody that had the heart and soul of an entrepreneur, even though I was working in corporate America. I just knew that working for someone else was not going to be the answer long term for me. And when I was presented with network marketing, I really saw that as a way for me to venture into entrepreneurship with very low risk and uh, be able to kind of stoke those entrepreneurial fires. And um, I wasn't an overnight success, but I eventually did figure it out. And I was fortunate enough because of uh, that business to be able to walk away from my medical sales job. And I spent the better part of about three years full time in that profession working with a, uh, at the time was a startup uh, based out of the Northeast, a startup uh, energy supplier that was doing network marketing. We we're marketing gas and electric services. And um, I did that for three years and I was on top of the world. I was a top earner in that company. I was, uh, you know, consulting with the owners of the company, developing training. I mean, I thought... At that point in my life, I thought I had it all figured out. I mean, I was on my path to freedom and fulfillment. And it's interesting how sometimes life throws you a curveball when you're least expecting it. And um, I was uh, literally in the, it was right after the new year, 2015, we were doing some uh, planning meetings for 2015. And I was in the corporate office and uh, we had a 9 a.m. meeting that was supposed to start with all of the key executives. And I was one of the attendees and it didn't start on time. And that was like a really weird thing because we never meetings just didn't start and nobody knew what was going on. And then all of a sudden there was like this really weird kind of like uh, the environment got really weird. And the they started pulling people into the owner's office. And I was the second person to get pulled into the office. And I was good friends with the owner and his son who, were, who was the chief marketing officer that it started out as a small family company. And they basically, in so many words, told me that they were shutting down the network marketing arm of the business and that uh, overnight, the 
dreams that I had for my life or this path that I thought I was going to be on was pulled from underneath me. And if anybody's ever been through something like that, it, it, you know, at the time I was 40 years old, I literally just gotten engaged to my now wife. Um, I, I had a moment where I really, really started to question where I was and what I was going to do. And, um, you know, that was a really difficult thing for me to process, but I learned a really big lesson in that moment that at the end of the day, what will determine where we end up in life is not the things that happen to us. It's the way that we respond to the things that happen to us. And I knew in that moment I had a choice. I could either become bitter because of what just happened to me, or I could figure out a way how to learn from that experience and become better and move forward and figure out what my next kind of, uh, you know, my next path was in life. And, you know, I, I remember reading a quote one time and it's interesting sometimes how, you know, things come into your life just when you need it. And, it, and I was, it was in the weeks after that happened, I was really kind of soul searching, figuring out what I wanted to do. And I came across a quote that really, I felt like that was there for a reason. And the quote basically was, sometimes in life where we are rejected from something good, so we can be redirected to something better. And I'm a spiritual person, and I feel that spirituality plays a big role in entrepreneurship. And the, and the, way, that I spay, the way that I say that to people through the spiritual sense is that God doesn't always give you what you want. He gives you what you need at that moment in your life. And what God was telling me was that there was another level for me to go to, and there was a bigger calling for my life personally. So I moved forward with faith, and I decided to join... Um, some good friends of mine in another uh, network marketing company that uh, we were all a part of together, uh, Vima. And um, I thought I was on the right path at that point and everything was great. And I was, you know, I was doing, starting to get into online marketing and videos and I'd learned from my lessons of the past. And then seven months later in the summer of 2015, Vima gets shut down. Crazy. So here I am now. July, August of 2015, this is the second time that I've had to go through this in my life. And to say that I needed to just really kind of take a moment and remind myself of what I've been teaching others, I, you know, I really, in that point, I, I said, you know, okay, I get it. There's a sign. Maybe there's a different path for me. And, you know, I think that uh, at that moment, I really started to realize that I needed to do something different personally. And um, that was when I really started to throw myself into this idea of building a business around my personal brand. I saw that there were some other online coaches that were building businesses, just teaching and serving the profession. And I really felt called that that was the path for me because I felt like, you know, I love the network marketing profession. It's changed my life. But I also recognized that there were some big changes that we needed to make inside of that profession. And I felt like that I could help make those changes. So I went all in. Um, that was when I started doing Periscope videos. Um, I did a video every single day for six months without making a single dollar. I just kept showing up, doing videos. You know, here's the interesting thing I've learned about like pursuing your dreams in life. One of the reasons why most people never achieve their dreams is because they're never even willing to take the first step. And the reason why they're not willing to take the first step is because fear causes us to think too big. So I can remember sitting there in the very early stages, just went through two company closings, 
I'm looking at this idea of building this training company, right? That I'm going to train thousands of people and make millions of dollars. And I can remember having moments where here I am sitting. I'd never done a video on social media. I'd never made a dollar. Who am I to think I could do something like that? I'm looking all the way to the end of the journey and I'm thinking about all the work that has to get done and all this thing and, and experiencing moments where I'm like, you know, I don't think I can do it. And I think that's, what most people do is they have these big dreams and then fear causes them to think too big. We focus on the end goal and what we don't realize is that the way that you change your life is not thinking big, it's thinking really small. And understanding that you change your life action through action. And the interesting thing that I found is all I focused on was showing up every day and doing one thing that I knew would eventually help me to get in the right direction. And for me, that was doing videos. I knew if I did videos every day that I would figure out this whole content thing and that it would help me build an audience. And it was through taking those small steps of action, I finally began to get clarity on what the plan was. And little by little, action by action, brick by brick is how I've today built a, you know, a multiple seven-figure online training company in, in less than three years, but it started with just those initial first couple of steps. And what's really unique is you're 40 years old. You found your shine at 40 years old. Like you literally went. That's right, man. Like, well, I'm not 40 anymore, but I was 40. <laughs> you're a late bloomer, you know? Yeah, that's right. And, and a lot of people always are making excuses. I'm too old or I'm too young or I'm too short or I'm too whatever. And you just kind of yeah. went out there and you focused on the day-to-day -day actions and now the idea of doing a video every day for six months, that's like, that seems so easy when you first say it, but then when you yeah. actually are in the zone and you start feeling sick and you're tired, like in your opinion, is it more important just to show up and be consistent or to be putting out something pretty quality every single time? Well, so here's the interesting thing is it's kind of a, there's a, a paradox, there's, there's like a paradox here. Obviously, quality content is incredibly important, right? Like quality content is what makes you stand out. But here's the paradox. You only get to quality through quantity. So the problem that most people have is they want to put out A plus work from their first video. And that's the reason why they never get started. See, the reason why I can put out A plus work today is because I did a bunch of D minus work for the first six months. Quantity helps you refine your skill set to get to quality. So, but, so I think it's a combination of both, but I want to you know, go back to a conversation you and I were having before we started recording here. One of the most important pieces of advice that I got in my business and that I could give anybody that is creating content as part of their marketing strategy for their business is make it a goal in your business not to create A plus work because B minus work will change people's lives. And one of the biggest mistakes that people make is they get stuck in that perfectionist attitude of everything has to look perfect and be perfect and their quantity of output of videos and blog posts and social media posts is dramatically reduced because they want everything to be perfect. And it doesn't need to be perfect. And I would actually argue if it isn't perfect and polished, it will resonate and connect with people more because it's real. 
I can't tell you how many times I've had people say, that was one of my favorite videos because you screwed up in it or you, you know, I could, I, I saw you were human. So I have a big kind of phrase. I have it right on my computer, always reminding me every day when I show up, B minus work changes lives. And that's the thing. That's my mantra. Cause I know if I'm consistent, because here's what I've learned about greatness. Greatness lies inside of consistency. It's just doing a little bit, you know, focusing what are the core outputs of your business that are going to drive the results? What is the one thing that you can do, right? You and I were talking about like the whole podcast thing, like, you know, how it took me so long to outsource all of the, the production stuff. And I had to say to myself, I shouldn't be doing that anymore because I can outsource that to someone else. Nobody else can do this. So when I got clear on what were the outputs that I needed to be focusing on and did more of those, that's when my business went through the roof. It's interesting because you mentioned that these things take time and just like everything takes time, things with our startup Trueface are really starting to explode. A um, lot of very, very exciting stuff going on. If you check out the news, we were just on CBS this morning, just yesterday. Um, a lot of big publications are picking us up. We just raised a pretty large round. Things are, things are great. And it took me, you know, four years working with that company before we started hitting these big, big yeah. milestones. And yep. some people just kind of can't even comprehend the concept of that. Like building something takes time. And the yeah. other thing behind your story that people need to understand is obviously, you know, Bob, you're a wordsmith. You're like just dancing with the ears and the <laughs> mind. You're like just feeding everyone with this, this wealth and knowledge. But you were in this profession and you were doing this kind of training for years and years and years prior. So yeah. you were able to kind of build some sort of base up, but then you took that base and leveled it up to a whole new level. My question for you is a lot of times there's so many different coaches and masterminds and different stuff. Did you hire a coach throughout your online building process or yeah. would you recommend someone do something like that? Or how would you recommend someone get started if they want to do it to the T of building, say an online training company? Yeah, I've, I've had a coach since the day I started this journey um, three and a half years ago, still continue to do today. I've been, you know, I've had pr personal coaches. I've been part parts of mastermind groups for the last three years. I think that that without a doubt has been one of the biggest drivers of my success. Do I think I could have been successful without it? Yes, but definitely not to the degree that I am today. And I think here's to me, here's what coaching gives me more than anything personally is it gives me clarity. It gives me clarity on what are the steps I need to take to get to where I want to go. I think a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we kind of stay stuck because we keep second guessing what we need to do. Like we make every one of those next steps of the biggest decision. And here's what I've realized by being around people that are already so far ahead of where I want to go the clarity to know that there is no right next step. Any step is a good step. And that if you can just focus on taking the action, what happens is the action gives you the clarity you need for better action. And I would have never have learned that unless I was, a, unless I was able to be mentored by people who have already gone through that experience. Um, and then also I think too, you know, success is created in your mind, right? And Success, I talk a lot about this in my business. Success is not a matter of doing, it's a matter of being. And who you are being in your business has everything to do with the way that you think, right? It's your thoughts, it's your stories, it's your vision. 
And I think that the one thing that I learned is that successful people think much very differently than unsuccessful people. So being able to be around successful people, it taught me how to think differently about myself and my business. And that more than anything helped me get through those early stages where I was working hard, but not seeing the results, understanding that it's all a part of the process. And I only, you know, I, only would have really been able to get through that as quickly as I had without, you know, if I was around co coaches and peers and stuff like that. Yeah. I like what you just said. It's kind of like marrying the process because if you can fall in love with the process, you forget you, you people overwhelm themselves. It's so easy. I get overwhelmed sometimes when I think about like the idea of even building a course and getting it on the website, like, I was speaking with Julie Burke recently and she was like, I was just so overwhelmed. There's a bajillion things you got to do online. Like how the hell do you do it? But the fact yeah. is, is you just got to pick one, one at a time and just take yeah. those steps and every day just continue to progress and continue to go. So you're talking about marrying the process. Yeah. In, in terms of marrying, in terms of getting that process like TikToks and, and super intimate, what would you say is probably the biggest growth factor once you kind of have a process down? Well, let me, let me go back and address what you just said about the whole, like, I think so many people find themselves in their life where they're constantly busy and they're constantly kind of worried about like, what's the right thing that comes from fear. And the, que the key question you have to ask yourself is this, are you being driven by fear or are you being pulled by your dreams? Because if you have a very clear vision of your future, and your head is in the right place, and, you, and, and here's the key. If you wanna make progress, you have to learn how to slow down. You'll never, you have to slow down to speed up. And what most of us do is we stay incredibly busy as, an away, as a way to avoid the real hard work of slowing down and asking ourselves the tough questions. Because busy is a veiled way of us thinking that we're doing something but if we're not producing, if we're not getting results, then it's not serving us. And busyness comes from fear. If you're driven by fear, if you're driven by not feeling worthy or scarcity, what happens is we stay busy in our lives as a way to make us feel like we're actually we're accomplishing something, but we're not. What you have to look at is at the end of the week, have you produced anything? And if you're not producing anything, then here's what you need to do. You need to slow down and you need to really ask yourself some important questions to find out why that is. And I think what we what eventually what we realize is that what keeps us from our goals more than anything is we have limiting beliefs about ourselves and our ability to be successful. And here's what I will guarantee any one of your listeners right now. You will never out earn or outperform the person that deep down inside you believe yourself to be. There's no amount of desire or massive action that will cure limiting beliefs of un that you're not worthy of success, that you're not good enough. And if you don't examine that stuff happening inside of you, you're never going to change your external circumstances because your outer world is always a reflection of what's going on inside of you. So the same person that tells me, I don't know this, I don't know that, what I immediately hear from them is they're being driven by fear and scarcity. So before I answer their question, I got to get them to think, well, what's the thing that's really driving you in your business? Because unless you solve that problem, nothing else is going to matter. 
Does that make sense? Uh, completely. And so if, if fear is the cornerstone of the whole shebang, and if you can conquer fear, how would you recommend somebody that is just getting started or is on their path to conquer that fear piece by piece? Now that we've acknowledged that, okay, I have a limiting belief in myself. That's the reason I'm not starting that business going all in. That's the reason I'm not a top performer. That's the reason I'm not making moves because there's limiting belief with the background of fear. What would you say is a great way of being able to step into that fear and start to just get over that? Yeah, well, it's like, you know, busyness is just a form of distraction. So you don't have to change. So what you want to do is you want to start from really, really looking at what is the, what are the thoughts that are going on in your mind every day about yourself and your business? You know, what are you telling yourself? What are you believing about yourself? And most of us unconsciously go through life in a habitual way with negative thoughts and limiting beliefs. So if you can wake up to the fact that my thoughts are actually creating my reality, here's a, and I'm, 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 I'm going to take a long road to answer your question, but I have to answer it this way in order for me for it to make sense. Here's the thing I think one of the big mistakes that people make is they look at their, their, their current surroundings. They look at the reality of their life, how much money's in their bank account, where they live, the quality of their relationships, the size of their business, and they base what they believe to be possible for themselves based off of what they see in front of them today. And we wind up limiting, well, how I'm not going to be able to be successful because look, my team is so small or I haven't done this. And what, what, what we fail to realize is that our current circumstances are evidence of our past thinking. So if you are basing your ability to succeed in the future based off of what you see in front of you today, you are living your life in the past. So here's where you change things. The, your current circumstances has nothing to do with your future. Nothing outside of you will create your results. It's inside of you. So if you can understand this and you can consciously start to think different thoughts, you have to ask yourself, is this belief that I have about myself, is it serving me in my long-term goal of creating a better life for myself? And if the answer is no, then you must consciously choose to start thinking different thoughts about yourself. I am worthy. I am good enough. I do deserve success. And when you begin to think different thoughts, here's what starts to happen. You start to create different emotions inside of yourself, feelings. You know, if I think positive thoughts, if I express gratitude for what I have and I stop focusing on what I don't have, I feel more motivated to do the things I need to do to create the results that I want. So when I think the different thought, I have a better feeling, I actually follow through and do the work, I'm already creating a better reality for myself in the future. But that starts and it ends with your thing. I'll give you a great book. It's a, it's a really difficult read because it's very technical. But uh, by Dr. Joe Dispenza, it's called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, is one of the most powerful books I've ever read about understanding that true change is identity change. Okay, so, so we start with this thing of this concept of identity. Who am I being in my business? My thoughts, my stories, my beliefs. And then here's the next step. The next step is your habits. So what you're asking is like, how do we get into the, the doing side of things? Like, how do we actually make the change? Well, here's what we have to realize. 
is that once you have this identity, you've chosen to think different things. Now you have to define what are the habits and what are the actions I need to take. And when we get to that point, there, you could make a list of 100 different things that could be the right thing. You got to just pick one. You got to think really small. What's one thing today that I could do that would make me feel like I'm making progress? Because here's the thing about people that say, I feel stuck. When you feel stuck, it's your soul. Just like when, you're hun when, when you need food, your body tells you you're hungry. When you need water, your body tells you you're thirsty. They're biological functions. When you stop growing as a human and a spiritual being, your soul tells you you're stuck. So when you feel stuck, it's because deep down inside, you know there's more and you stopped growing because you stopped growing because you stopped taking action. So when you get clarity that all you have to do is do something, doesn't even matter how it goes. Just pick something and do it. What starts to happen is every time you take an action, right, you start developing different habits. Every one of those actions is almost like a vote in the column for the person that you want to be in the future. And the quote that I love, and I think I read this in Atomic Habits by James Clear, a great book on habits. You don't change your life. You change your habits and your habits change your life. But the reason why most people never change is because they think too big, they focus on all the work that has to happen, and they don't understand that the way you change your life is action by action, inch by inch, habit by habit. And that's the way that it works. It's so powerful what you're talking about, these thoughts and just like aligning yourself correctly. I, uh, I've actually listened to Dr. Joe Dispenza, Becoming Supernatural. So yes. I'm definitely into this book that you're mentioning. Yes. It's crazy that we can heal ourselves with just our thoughts and our minds and like for me, I had um, a LASIK surgery, right, in my eye. And typically things go really great, right? Like 99.9% .9 of people have phenomenal surgeries. Well, what happened was during my recovery, because I also had something called SIBO, small intestinal bacteria overgrowth in my stomach and my gut, it actually stomped the healing process. So what mm. typically takes three to six months to heal, my corneal nerves to this day still haven't healed. So like my vision is effed up yeah it messes with my brain like a hundred percent my productivity every single day because it's your eyes it's like what you see out of every single day again yeah. i'm in like the 0.001 percent of this ever happens to anybody but the whole point i'm trying to mention is when i go down the rabbit hole of being like oh my god this is never going to heal like my life's effed it's been a year almost a year and a half nothing's happened i get so down and sunk in myself but when i tell myself we're going to figure it out it's going to rebound. I'm seeing the best doctors in the world. I'm on schedule. I yeah. feel like a million pound brick just falls off of my shoulders. Mm. And I'm constantly battling that positive thinking versus I'm falling thinking. Yeah. Well, here's the secret. You can't, you, you know, it, the negative thoughts are not the problem. See, here's what we do. We beat ourselves up because we think negative thoughts. What we fail to realize is that it, the goal is not to have negative thoughts because let's think of it like this objectively. If you were happy all the time, you'd be miserable. 
Like if literally every single day, everything in your life went exactly how you wanted it, you were totally happy, that would eventually become a miserable existence because it would be totally predictable. What makes life so great is the contrast between the good and the bad. What makes happy and success so great is you know what it feels to not have that. That's the contrast of life. Here's where we have a problem. We think a negative thought and then we beat ourselves up and we judge ourselves for having the negative thoughts. So that's where the problem, if you can have a negative thought, not attach yourself to it and not beat yourself up and just say, this is a normal part of life and then choose to think a different thought, that's where the secret to you changing is. But I see this all the time. I teach this to my students. You know, we talk about identity change and thinking. And then they come back to me and they're like, Bob, I'm still thinking these negative thoughts. And I said, the problem isn't that you're thinking them. The problem is that you're beating yourself up because they're there. Don't judge yourself for being negative. Just understand it's a part of life and then consciously choose a different pattern of thought. And that's, a, that's something that a lot of people, they really miss. They, they think that I'm just... You know, and then here's the other thing, Ian. They think that when they get to their goal, that they won't have problems anymore. Mm. That's not the way it works. You will always have problems your entire life. You will have problems. You will have pain. You will have suffering. You make a million dollars. You're going to have a different set of problems that you don't have now because you have a million dollars. So we, want, we think that when we get there, it'll go away. It won't. Here's the secret. All you're ever going to have when you achieve your goals is a feeling. And guess what? That same feeling that you have when you achieve your goals is available to you today if you decide to choose it and feel it. It's the process. If you can't fall, like you said, if you can't fall in love with the process of doing the work and getting to your goals, you're never going to be satisfied. You're never going to be fulfilled. You know, it, it makes like hearing what you're saying, it brings up uh, an, an example. And I think, I don't remember where it was used. It might've been in the Atomic Habit book, but here's how you know if somebody's on the path to changing. I've never smoked, but you, if you talk to somebody that's trying to quit smoking, if, if they tell you I'm trying to quit smoking, they'll never quit. But if you talk to somebody that's a, that was a smoker, that's presented with a cigarette, and their answer is I'm not a smoker anymore, they will quit. If you talk to somebody that's trying to lose weight, you offer them unhealthy food or a drink, they say, oh, I'm trying to lose weight, they're not gonna lose weight. But if you talk to someone that you offer a hamburger and they're like, I don't eat that kind of food anymore because it's not a part of who they see themselves to be, they will change. So if I talk to somebody in their business, they're like, yeah, I'm trying to make this thing work, you're not gonna be successful. But if I talk to somebody that says, yeah, I'm going to make this work, it doesn't matter what I have to do. See, what happens now, they're not trying to change, they're just acting in, in coordinates with who they already know themselves to be. And that's the big difference is we go right back to the thoughts and the thinking and the way that that's where the battle is going to be waged. And, you know, it's like when I started training, man, all I talked about was social media because that's what everybody wants to hear. Right, yeah. Everybody just wants to know social media, Facebook. Oh, Facebook changed the algorithm again. I'm not getting enough views. I don't even really teach it anymore because it has nothing to do with their business not being where they want to be. And I got news for you. The fact that you're not getting as many views on your video has nothing to do with your business not being successful. It has everything to do with what we're talking about here today.
unless you get this stuff in order, there's no amount of social media training on the planet that's going to ever make a difference for you. Because here's what I know. You're not going to, I can give you every single right action to take to make a billion dollars in your business tomorrow. If you don't believe in yourself, you're not going to do it long enough to get the results because here's what's going to happen. You're going to start doing it for a couple of weeks and you're not going to see the results. And then your mind is going to say, see, I told you, you're not good enough. See, we attach our own self-worth to whether someone says yes or no. We attach our own self-worth to how many likes we have on the posts on social media. And if we're focused on the results and we're looking for the results to validate our worthiness and we don't see the results right away because that's not the way it works, we're never going to do it long enough to get the results. But if you start from a place of worthiness, if you don't need a 10,000 views, to make that piece of content be valuable, and you don't need somebody to tell you yes for you to feel good about yourself, you'll just keep doing it. And how long? It doesn't matter, because I'll just do it until it works, because I know I'm gonna be successful, and then everything changes. You talk about that negative feedback loop just destroys people. They become, a, they become sucked into feeling sorry for themselves, and that yes. feeling is actually following them everywhere they go. Just it's so an addiction. It is an addiction. And that, yeah. and a lot of times people are looking at the wrong addiction. They're looking at maybe it's not that I can't quit smoking and that nicotine. It's, it might be that just in my brain, I'm addicted to the fact that I smoke cigarettes in my brain. Yeah. Well, you know that, that person that feels sorry for themselves, that becomes a form of control and power for them. Every, you know, one of the, one of the core human needs is significance. We want to feel significant. So that person that's always sorry for themselves or that's always angry, they do that because it gets them attention. And that attention makes them feel important. We're, we, are a, we are a society today that celebrates victimhood. So if I go on online all day and I complain about everything and I'm so mad and I'm like, oh my God, my life sucks, that gets me attention. It makes, now, I'm not talking about people that have endured real crimes and are real victims. I'm talking about the person that wants to go on online every day and talk about how much their life sucks and everybody's out to get them. They do that because they get attention and it makes them feel significant. It's an addiction mm. for them. But they don't understand that it's a negative cycle that's just bringing them more of what they don't want in their life. But better believe every single person, even if they're taking a bad action, they get something from that. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it. So the key is understanding why you do it and then breaking the pattern and replacing it with a new pattern. Do you have a routine that you teach people to break out of that pattern? I mean, everyone has their own routine and their own like daily mode operations. Is in your experience out of all the training you've done and the coaching clients you've done, and is there anything that has worked better than anything else in terms of creating and eliminating that negative feedback loop, getting the correct I am statements deep ingrained into the mind? And something that like, okay, at least if you can start doing A every single day, I know as a fact, you will at least yeah. move the needle in some way. Yeah. Well, the first step is you have to slow down. That's really hard for entrepreneurs today, especially high performers, because I'll go back to what I said earlier, that um, busyness is really a form of distraction. Busyness makes us feel like we're in control because that's what makes us feel safe but you have to learn how to slow down. There are very few people that are busy all the time that produce consistently. So you have to learn how to slow down and here's what you have to learn how to do. Wake up and become conscious 
to everything we're talking about here today. So the interesting thing about negative thinking and limiting beliefs is if they live in the dark, if they just happen unconsciously behind the scenes, you'll never break the pattern. But if you can shine light on them, and that might mean literally writing them out on paper or speaking, paying attention to the way you actually talk to yourself. What starts to happen is you start to realize how ridiculous it is, how nasty you are to yourself. And then when you ask yourself the question, is this belief serving me moving forward in my life and realizing that ultimately you choose what you believe about yourself, right? A thought, here, think of it this way. A thought is a sentence in your mind. A belief is a thought that you continue thinking long enough to believe that it's actually true. If you change the sentence in your mind and you repeat that, you form a new belief about yourself. And the mistake that we make is we think our beliefs are actually who we are. They are not. You are not your thoughts. You are the thinker of your thoughts. So you must become conscious and you must wake up and you must consciously choose different thoughts. That's the first step. Here's a good question to ask. Stop asking yourself what you need to do to hit your big goals this year and ask yourself first, who would I need to be in order to hit my big goals this year? Because the other thing I've learned about success is success is a matter of character. And the reason why I love entrepreneurship is I believe that entrepreneurship is really nothing more than a character development program with a compensation plan attached to it. The more you grow as a person, the better you become, the more money you will begin to attract to you. So it's asking myself, so when I say who would I be, here's a really great actionable strategy. Identify three characteristics that you could embody this year that you know, like for example, if I knew that if I could be more courageous in my business, if I could be more consistent, you know, if I could have more, if I could be more grateful, because I know that if I focus on what I have instead of what I don't have, it attracts more in my life. And I think, okay, courageous, consistent, and grateful. What are some things every day that I could do that would, be, that would support those characteristics? So you're identifying, you know, we talk about the income producing activities in network marketing. You're identifying just the handful of things that are going to lead you to the results that demonstrate courage, that demonstrate consistency, that demonstrate gratitude. And then every day you focus on doing those things. Another big piece of advice I could give people, you must let go of your need to be in control. Just notice how many decisions you make in your life to feel in control. In our business, network marketing, we only reach out to people that we think might say yes. Or we only reach out to people that we think won't be offended because we've talked to them in a reasonable amount of time. Or we're kind of a good enough friend that it's okay to just reach out out of random. But our friend from high school 10 years ago, we won't reach out to them because we can't control how they're going to respond. And one of the things that I've learned from Tony Robbins that changed my life, he said that the, to the quality of your life will be in direct proportion to the amount of uncertainty that you can handle comfortably on a daily basis. So if we understand that everything we want in life lies in the realm of uncertainty where we can't control the way that people respond or what they do or what they say. If we can let go of the need to control, we throw ourselves into the everyday practice of doing things that are uncertain. Here's what we discover. We discover passion and we discover joy because they both lie in the realm of uncertainty. 
And if every day we focus on the little things, action by action, what begins to happen is we start feeling different about ourselves. Because in the past, we never reached out on social media because we were afraid. But now we do it two or three times a day. And then all of a sudden we start growing in confidence. And all of a sudden we start, like when I first started doing live videos, I literally thought I was going to die the first time I went live. <laughs> I had never experienced a feeling in my life. And then you'd want to know what? 90 days later, I wasn't afraid anymore. 90 days later, all of a sudden, I was the guy that did live videos. It became a part of who I was. But I only got there step by step, video by li video, little by little. So it's, it's stop thinking big, get really small. And, and anybody that's listening to this, if this is resonating with you, here's what I want you to do. I want you to pause the interview right now. And I want you to think, what's one thing, one specific thing you can do right now, sending an email, reaching out to a prospect, doing a video, what's one thing that you could do that you know would be a step in the right direction, do it right now. And when you're done, tell me how you feel. And if they pause right now and they go do that, and let's just say they come back, I promise you, you were scared to death, but I bet you, you feel better right now. I bet you, you feel like excited and a little bit more confident and you believe in yourself a little bit more. And that feeling will give you the momentum to do another thing. And that's the way you win. It's little by little, step by step, building the new you every single day. Yeah, action kills anxiety. Like the, yes. the best way to kill, I think half the population's on Xanax these days. And the best way to kill anxiety is to take action. Because when you're busy, you don't have time to think about what you're overthinking. But at the same time, sometimes, like you mentioned, you got to slow down. And versus yes. just getting so much stuff done and being busy, slow down, ask yourself, is what I'm doing actually producing something of value or am I just kind of spinning the loop? And I liked what you mentioned about the whole idea of in sales, people that think that they're doing a client or a prospect or a person that they used to go high school with a disservice by hitting them up. That's mm -hmm. those people that never succeed. But it's those people yeah. that are so sold out on their vision, their product, their opportunity. They believe so much that this will be successful and that they will help that person in some way, shape or form. That energy just feeds right through the loop, through the screen, into the person. They, people can tell if that's yeah. a person on a mission or if that's a person just playing along. Yeah, it's a different, they have a whole different vibration, but let's dissect what is that? It's just a thought. They have a different belief. They're not bothering people. They're doing them a favor offering what they have, you know? And there, there's a great, and I love what you're saying here about action killing anxiety and fear. There's a great saying actually in Alcoholics Anonymous. And what they say is that it's easier to act your way into a new way of thinking than it is to think your way into a new way of acting. And where most people get stuck is they try to, they try to logically think their way out of fear. That's not the way fear works. Fear is an emotional response issue. You don't solve an emotional problem on a logical thinking level. You solve an emotional problem emotionally. You face your fear. You take action even when you're afraid. You actually realize the things you're most afraid of are probably the things you need to do the most to actually get the breakthrough you want. And when you begin acting and facing your fear, when you get on the other side of your fear, here's what you realize. 
it really wasn't as bad as you thought it was going to be. And every single day you lay your head on the pillow, you have the confidence and you have the belief to know that today you did something that the person yesterday you were wouldn't have done. And I think that's where it really comes. It's like, you know, we, we're in this society this, where social media, it's so easy to compare ourselves to others. If you want to compare yourself to anyone, compare yourself to yourself. Every single day when you go to bed, say, was I a better person today than I was yesterday? And it's like, you know, the slight edge theory teaches us. If you can get one, just, if you can get just 1.1% better every day, that might be by taking one piece of action, reading 10 pages of a book, doing a presentation, whatever that is, getting a new client, 0.1% better every day. At the end of the year, you're 100% better than you were today. The I don't know if the math works. I don't know if the math actually works. Out. It's something like that. It's like 0.1 or something. It works 60% of the time every yeah, time. Yeah, right. The slight edge, but it's just a little bit every single day. Every day, it compounds. You know, my first, when I was doing videos, my first 30 days, I had, my first video, I had five people. At the end of 30 days, it might have been up to 10, maybe. I didn't have like 25 people on my video until I was doing videos every day for like 90 days. But then all of a sudden, it went to 50. And then it went to 100, right? Six months later, I was doing videos with 500 people. Well, the question is, well, how'd you get to that? Well, I got to that because my first video, when there were only five people on there, I delivered that content with the same level of passion, service, enthusiasm, love, and energy for five people as I did 500 people. The way you do, any, the way you do something is the way you do anything. You got to really, really give it your all, no matter how small it seems, because that's what's going to bring more of what you want into your life. And nowadays, you always have to remember people get so stuck on the live viewers because, you know, it's like, oh, there's only, say, two people on this. But the fact is on replays is where you get 10 times of yeah. your views. So you better show up because you're going to get way more views than what's on there. And I like what Nadia and the Meltons teach about actually taking a piece of paper and putting it over the live viewers so that you don't even know who's watching and you psych totally. yourself out like there's a thousand people. Well, it's interesting. Instagram is, is testing out getting rid of, getting rid of likes. So Instagram is testing out right now. You could, you'll be able to see your own likes on photos, but they're actually testing out in a small segment of users right now where you don't publicly see likes on, on posts. Which if you think about that, there's a lot of really interesting implica implications of that because in, you know, social media is so driven by you know, significance and look at me and people pay to get likes just because it makes them look more important. Right. Like it'd be really interesting of how does that change the psychology of the way that you show up if you're not as driven by just likes and the way that you're perceived from the outside looking in. If that's successful, that dude's going to get a raise. Whoever formulated <laughs> that. Bob, yeah. there's a lot of people that look at your life and they look at where you're at and your level of personal growth and development and your delivery and they say, wow, you know, the white Morgan Freeman, he's crushing it again. <laughs> but I'm curious, is there anything that even to this day after three years, that's something that you're just awful at and you just work at every single day to be better, but you know you're awful at it and you're still trying to overcome it? Yeah. Hey, before I answer that, I'm thinking, can we, like, we should, for the promotion of this show, we should... Um, 
we should like superimpose my head on Morgan Freeman's body from one of his like movie pictures. That would be pretty funny. That would be great. Let's do I'll do that for the cover photo. Yeah. Okay, cool. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I suck at time management. I'm horrible at time management. I am con my, you know, my team is constantly hating me behind the scenes. Cause I'm like last minute, everything. Um, I'm, I'm, I like you know, listen, everything I'm talking about here, I'm, t I'm talking to myself, you know, I stay busy. I shoot for a plus work. Um, I'm, I, it's a constant work in progress for me managing my time. Um, because I get, I minor in the, in the, in the little things a lot of times. And, um, so I have to learn how as an entrepreneur, I have to really learn. And as a leader, I have to learn how to let go and let other people do things that I know they might not be able to do it as good as I do it, but it doesn't need to be as good as I do it. So I can focus on the most important things. I think any leader of a organization will, that will resonate with them a lot. Um, so I am, uh, I'm, I'm still bad. And listen, I've got a 21 month old son. Um, that throws a new wrench into the wrinkle of time management. But you know, for me, that's something that I'm, I'm constantly uh, having to battle. And I'll tell you, the other thing for me too is this, and this might be valuable. I still really struggle with this whole idea of certainty. And what I have found is this, when I first started my business, it was really easy for me to just do whatever the heck I want and just throw stuff against the wall. And if it didn't work, it didn't work. And I think my willingness to do that is what got me successful very quickly. I mean, we made a million dollars in our first 11 months. Second year, we did 1.6 million. Third year, we did 2.4 million, right? So we grew this thing fast, right? And I don't share that like to brag, but I just know there's, there's probably a lot of business owners on here that are like, all right, I've been listening to this dude talk for the last 40 minutes yelling at me and I don't even really know what success is for their business, but we've been very successful by you know, most measure. But here's what I've noticed. Every year as we go higher, it becomes harder and harder for me to make those same types of risks. I start making decisions in our business to not continue to grow and impact, but there's that pull of protecting what we've created. Mm. And, and what I have to keep reminding myself is that everything I want lies in the realm of uncertainty and that I have to be continuing to willing to innovate and take risks and try new things and put myself out there in a way that I haven't before risk failing. See failing at a level that I'm at now feels like it's worse, but at the end of the day, it really isn't. So it's fighting that constant battle of not letting the good become the enemy of our great, not letting our financial success keep us from accomplishing the ultimate goal of making the biggest impact that we can in the world, which is only going to come by continuing to do the things that got you to where you are. So interesting. You said that I've never heard an online trainer or marketer give a perspective like that out of everyone I've spoken to. And it goes hand in hand with the traditional business. It's like the yeah. difference between startups and corporates, corporates take a thousand years to change directions, right? Yes. They have something repeatable and it's working. They're more or less risk adverse, but a startup that's nimble next day, you can get five or six people change your entire company within a day or yeah. a week. Yeah. So that's well, you guys are probably going through this now. My, my biggest hurdle last year was learning what it means to be a leader, you know, going from solopreneur to actually I have four, four full-time employees on my team. And that, 
that was a really, you know, being able to put like, let go and delegate, put in processes and systems. But like the days of, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, I forget what happened. I went, I went right to someone on our team and I kind of skipped over the chain of command and I, cause I just needed something done and I went to them and, and, and it made people angry. You know, it did make them angry because my team's great, but, but it, you know, it, well, why didn't Bob come to me with that? You know, does he not believe in me or so like, it's, it's hard as your organization grows, there becomes these different protocols and ways of doing things. And that is a whole different skill set, learning how to be a leader and a CEO of a business and get out of that like small startup mentality and being able to operate efficiently and still take risks under this kind of new reality that you live in today. Right. Constantly running experiments and testing yeah. and becoming yep. a better version of yourself. Yeah. And you guys were on CBS News, right? So like if you screw up now, there's more eyes on you. Right. So maybe, you know, there's that pull. Well, maybe we don't want to do that because, you know, there's more people looking at us now. But you have to remind you that's what got you to where you are. You got to be willing to continue to take risks and innovate. And a lot of I think a lot of people, they get to a certain level in their business and they're not willing to take those risks anymore. They get complacent and then they get stuck. And that's the reason why. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. And a lot of, a lot of nuggets have been shared here today. And I like asking this question because it kind of circles it all back and, and kind of culminates this, this, this talk. But if you were to kind of go back in time, okay, so maybe you like, I don't know, you went to Denver and you did shrooms, which are now legal, and all of a sudden, like, you're looking at your, your prior self, maybe at, say, 30 years old, or maybe even right out of college, and you could whisper something to you, and to, your, to your former self, maybe one, two, or three things. You'd be like, listen, Bob, this is not, this is not a drill. This is real life, bro. We got like five minutes. I need you to listen. I need to listen clear. If there was three things that you could have done that could have saved you a ton of time, money, and headache. And it can't be, I wouldn't change anything because, you know, like uh, that made me who I am today. Like that's a lame yeah. answer. But if you could have yeah. told yourself three things as a young Bob Heilig, what would those things have been? First thing I would have told myself is that um, follow your fears. And one of the things I will teach my son, you know, I think I'm, I feel so grateful because what I'm now realizing is the greatest gift that I've been given in my life of my journey as an entrepreneur is I'm going to be a better dad to my son. And one of the things that I will teach him that I wish I would have told myself earlier is that fear exists in your life for a reason. Fear actually will lead you down the pathway of your purpose. And you know how this really shows up in my life. One of my greatest fears my entire life has been public speaking. I'm very, I'm introverted by nature. Um, Myers-Briggs, I'm an INTJ. And, um, but I am like a true introvert. And I've always had this tremendous fear of speaking. And it's kept me in my life from doing a lot of things that looking back, if I would have understood the role that fear played in my life, and I would have had somebody that told me that you need to learn how to follow these that I've missed a lot of opportunities in my life related to me stepping out and speaking up that could have dramatically enhanced my life way earlier. So the first thing that I would tell myself is, is that, you know, the understanding the relationship to fear. The other thing would be related to uncertainty is that, um, you know, everything that you want in life is in the realm of uncertainty. 
And, um, you know, I think for me, uh, looking, even though, you know, even though looking back, this will probably resonate with a lot of your listeners because you're like a young single guy out there hitting it hard on the prowl. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I definitely outkicked my coverage with my wife. Like I could not possibly have gotten a better partner in life, but I was somebody that really struggled approaching girls throughout my life, you know, had this huge fear in my mind of clinging to certainty and control. I was deathly afraid to go up and talk to girls at bars and stuff. And what, what I'll, you know, one of the things I'll teach my son is that, um, you know, your need to hold on to certainty is going to keep you from great things in your life as well. And that's related to fear. You know, at the end of the day, it's never going to be even close to as bad as you think it's going to be. And your willingness to put you out there is really the thing that makes you most attractive. Um, so like, I think there's a lesson in just not giving a, you know what, um, which I think you embody that pretty well in your life. And it's probably what it would, it's what makes you so magnetic to people, right? They're attracted to that. Just like, Hey, I am who I am and I don't care what people think. Um, the third thing that I would probably, um, that I would probably teach myself is something that I learned. And I'm just kind of like thinking off the top of my head is something that I learned from the book, The Slight Edge, when I first read it, which was that by the time you see the results you want in your life, 99% of the work is already going to be done. Most of my life and the things that I did, I only focused on the results. So I would, I would work hard or I would do something for a certain period of time and when I reached the point where I thought I should have seen results at that point, I would get frustrated and discouraged and stop. And what I learned from this book and what I've really learned in my life is that if you can focus just on activity and you can focus on doing the things that you have control over, then that will always lead you to the results that you want. I don't care how long you think it's going to take. It'll take three times longer at least. I don't care how hard you think you're going to have to work. Be prepared to work 10 times harder. But if you don't focus on results, you divorce the outcome and you marry the process, right? Like we've been talking about, that ultimately is what will develop you as a person and develop your character to eventually get what you want in life. You know, the, I say it like this, the yeses will build your business, the noes will build you. Damn. I love what you said about uh, certainty because that's definitely one of the hardest things to, to conquer. You, you, you mentioned something like you mentioned that when you're younger, you struggled talking to girls, right? And like yeah. you crushed it and like you have a beautiful family now, like damn Bob Heilig, man, <laughs> smashing it. Wow. But uh, it's funny because it, it brings up this like sort of sort of game I play with my friends and I don't want to say the word game because it objectifies the game, but it's just, it's a game that we play and it's yeah. real simple. The idea is to get yourself outside your comfort zone. Right. Yeah. So we're always so scared about talking to people. Let's use a great example, talking to girls or, you know, whatever, whoever you're talking to. Right. Could be a prospect. Yep. But in this definition, it is it is girls. It's the same thing, man. So whenever <laughs> we go to a bar, whenever I'm with my friends, before we go out, we say, OK, are we are we playing the game? Are we playing the game? Like everyone agree? Yes. And we're, yeah. we're playing the game. The game's really simple. The game is geared to help your friend put himself into good situations. Right. OK by talking to people that he typically wouldn't talk to because he's scared, overwhelmed or whatever. Right. So it's really simple. If I see, you know, someone that I think my friend Joe would be attracted to, whatever, I'd say, okay, Joe, you have to go introduce yourself to her right now. 
And if he doesn't go and just walk over and say something, he has to buy everyone around a drink, which <laughs> in Santa Monica is expensive. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You do that long enough, you start playing the game on yourself. Yeah. And if you can just get yourself to do that, it, it changes yeah. everything. It's such yeah. an amazing example of just eliminating I, certainty. I love that because like really what you're doing, the psychology behind that is you're not, attach, you're not attaching yourself to the outcome because the goal of the game is just to take the action. Right. And the more, what winds up happening is the more you take the action and the reward is actually the doing of the thing. And it's not whether she's interested or not. It actually winds up bringing you more of what you want anyway. And it reduces the fear of doing the thing. So I think like that's such a there's such a lesson in psychology there for business and success that, um, yeah, it's so powerful. Yeah, and most of the time, you- all most of me and my friends were just too chicken shit to even play that game. So we, <laughs> we just <laughs> corner and just hung out most of the times you get rejected you know but it also makes yeah, you realize but if, goal, but if the goal really isn't you know obviously in the back of your mind you'd like the girl but if the goal of the game is not to get her it's just to do the thing are you really being rejected a hundred percent but it makes you, know, you start it's, looking- it's all how you it's not rejection unless you call it that but the thing i've learned is that everyone feels the same thoughts that you feel you know what yes. i mean everyone totally. you yeah. know people assume the person that has the highest ranking Instagram or following is just this confident, bold, amazing person. But deep down, we all have our own insecurities and our own fears and our own everything. Yep. And that just makes us human. Hell yeah. What we we learn how to do is we just learn how to manage those thoughts and win and win the battle when they come. That's the only difference between successful people and unsuccessful people is we've learned to, to discipline our thinking and not dwell on negative thoughts and focus on thoughts that are going to lead us in the direction that we want to go. Amen. Yeah. Cause being human's crazy, man. It's crazy. <laughs> it, it can turn on you in a heartbeat. You think everything's yeah. going good. Someone gets sick. Life is tough. I always say this. It's scary. It's scary. Like yes. I, what happens to my eyes? I did not think that would happen. All right. I yeah. thought it was going to be one of the best decisions ever turned out to be one of the worst decisions ever. But like you said, it's just making me level up as a person to control my thoughts and become better. And the only way we can get through things is to think about how it's going to make us better, you know? Mm. But maybe part of the reason why you went through that is to give you that awareness and that breakthrough about this event in your life. Maybe if it went well, you would have never have gone down the path of self-discovery to figure out why did that happen or, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes we go through things in our life that in the moment we, we, we you know, we ask, why is this happening to me? And then once we get on the other side of it, we realize that life, it doesn't happen to us. It happens for us. You know, there, 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 a lot of times our greatest pain and our greatest suffering becomes part of what makes our story so powerful. It's what gives us, sometimes it gives us the awareness to look inside of ourselves and maybe explore a different pattern of thought in our life that takes us to a new level. Beautiful. So, Bob, this is the touchdown, the Hail Mary. There's four seconds left. We got one shot. What would you say to the person that is right on the cusp of maybe making a huge decision in their life? Either, number one, they have a great paying job, they have a great benefits, they have a great life, but they just feel like they're not serving their purpose. They're living someone else's dream. They may be making a ton of money, but they just feel stale and stagnant. 
Or on the flip side, someone who's just working a job they hate, they feel so soul crushed every single day, they feel like they're stuck in that minutia, they're not living their purpose and their dream, and they have an idea, they want to start their own business, they want to dive into entrepreneurship, they want to, they see what you're doing, they see what you're teaching, they want to join a company, they want to just put themselves out there, but something's holding them back, they're scared, they don't know if they should go all in on it. What would you say to that person that's like right on the cusp of making a big decision into entrepreneurship for the first time? Well, the first thing is to recognize that the reason they're stuck is because they're looking at it as a big decision. Stop making it such a big decision. You, if you have an idea for a business, you want to be an entrepreneur, start thinking really small. Like, for example, what's one thing, like, let's say I had this dream to, I don't know, open up a, uh, open up a wine store right? That's my dream. Well, it'd be easy for me to look at every step along the way, what I need to do. It's like, oh my God, that's big decision. I, I'm going to leave my career. And, and it, well, what's one thing? Like what, maybe reach out to somebody that owns a wine shop and ask them out to coffee and pick their brain on what their business is like. Or maybe for you, it's, it's you know, you've got this idea of creating a business. Well, set up the LLC. Like just do one thing. Just to think small, do something. You know, you have a, somebody that wants to be an online entrepreneur. Do a freaking video. Forget about, listen, you don't need a website. You don't need a sales funnel. You don't need a blog. You don't need a course. You need to do something. I didn't even have a website for six months. I didn't have a course for six months. I didn't even have anything to sell. People are so worried about becoming an entrepreneur, but they're not acting as an entrepreneur. It's doing. What's something that you can do today? Stop thinking 10, you know, stop thinking all the way down the journey that we could do and just do something. Just take action. Do something. Start small. That's my advice. Bob, how can people get more Bob Heilig in their life if they want to continue this journey with you? So I have a podcast as well. Um, it's called the Your Virtual upline podcast. Uh, you can find that on my website, which is your virtual upline. I'm sure you'll put it in the show notes, but uh, if you go to yourvirtualupline.com, you can subscribe and listen to my podcast. And if you search your virtual upline on Instagram or Facebook, you can find me there as well. I put out a lot of free content, so you can you know, pretty much see me in any of those places. Yeah. And I can attest it's one of the greatest podcasts out there, especially for someone building an online business, hands down. Yeah. Thanks, man. You crush it. So Bob, I appreciate your time. As always, your mentorship, your, your, your stepfathership. I appreciate it. You're just a, you're just a living, breathing example of what's possible. Thanks brother. I appreciate being on the show, man. This was fun. All right. Take care. Thank you for listening to another episode of Len Jones Party of Two. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review and subscribe to stay up to date on our new episodes. And remember, hope is not a strategy. Keep making moves. Till next time, peace.